amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Kia ora. Welcome to the Open Lab podcast. Open Lab, the podcast. <laughs> Where we will be opening up conversations about the transition between university life and the design industry. We give emergent design thinkers experience on all things design and arm them with the tools to hit the ground running. You're with Connor and Michael. And we're here to help you through this transition. Kia ora and welcome back to Open Lab, the podcast. Today we are super excited because we have a really special guest, Holly. Introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and what do you get up to? Yes, yeah, so thank you for having me. And um, I am 24. I graduated Massey University two years ago. Um, and I am a freelance graphic designer, mostly doing branding, illustration, and lettering. Wonderful. <laughs> And you are the owner of Black and White Studios? Yes, yeah. So that's my little one-woman studio vibe. <laughs> so I, yeah, call it a studio, but it's just me. But, um, yeah, it's my little baby. How, how did that baby come about? Yeah, so at the end of second year, I did Summer of Tech. And so that was my first design job. I worked at Zero in their marketing team. And then after that internship, I worked at a couple of other startups and another design agency. And so I'd kind of experienced like startup life, in-house life, bit of agency life. And I was working at a startup a year and a half ago and it kind of collapsed as some startups do. They run out of money and, you know, all that jazz. And I'd been freelancing since high school, basically doing stuff for friends or Mm -hmm. um, and then that gradually led into doing more commercial, like legit things and so when the startup ended and I left there I thought about getting another job at whatever an in-house company or an agency but freelancing has always been something I wanted to do full-time and I am like a huge introvert and so I love working by myself and I feel like I work better like that and also I feel like my creativity and the way my process works suits being able to be more flexible rather than working nine to five. And so I talked to a life coach because mm-hmm. um, I was like, is this a dumb idea? I'm only like 22, I think at the time, or 23. Um, I've, like, I'm super young. I haven't been out of uni for ages and um, I don't have like the six month salary or whatever that you're supposed to have saved up to um, go full time. And she kind of said, if it doesn't work out, what will you do? And I was like, well, I would, I guess, go find another job or hustle some more clients or I would figure it out. So she was like, well, what have you got to lose? You should just try it. Um, And here I am like a year and a half later. (laughs) So, yeah, it kind of naturally, I'd been doing it for a while and then just... What, what was it like when, um, you know, that startup kind of came to an end? Was that a little bit scary at that time? Like, had you experienced that before? Or? Uh, no, I hadn't experienced that because, like, the startup, startup, I guess I'd been at before was zero. Yeah. And that's not 
I don't know if you can still count that as a startup no. anymore. <laughs> and then um, the one after that was quite a bit more established. So it wasn't really in like that, um, I don't know, kind of stressful, like really initial startup phase. And so this was very different. Um, and there was only like three of us on the team. So we were really close and worked really intensely together and we were kind of like a little family Mm. um so it was when it sort of collapsed it was terrifying because the money had run out and they hadn't been able to pay us for a while so we'd been working with no pay Mm -hmm. um and just because of that like the environment wasn't very good everybody was stressed and so it was quite a difficult situation and so like I said I didn't have that six month salary saved up I was actually in a lot of debt and so I was yeah super scared because I had no money I had never relied fully on freelance it always supplemented my income Mm -hmm. so yeah it was definitely scary but I I don't know I think it sort of being in that position not that I encouraged it at all (laughs) but sort of motivated me to push and work really hard so that I could get out of that debt and get to a good place and make it work. Yeah. It was kind of my only option at the time. It was a driver, a driving force (laughs) to kind of get Power Girl Holly back up. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know what did the first, like first month or six months look like for you? Like starting up your own studio, was that just like Saturday to Saturday? Like were you working all the time or? Yeah. um, That's, I guess, since uni I've kind of always done that anyway like worked Mm -hmm. a lot because I worked throughout uni so I was working part-time doing uni and like volunteering as well so I was quite used to having like a Mm full-on um you know schedule (laughs) yeah um so when I like the first week or month or whatever I just yeah I did work all the time (laughs) and it was mostly like setting things up, getting that website up and talking to people, going to lots of networking things. I'd actually started Black and White Studios while I was still at the startup, just because I knew it was something I wanted to do anyway. So I think fate was just, it worked out. On your side. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, So I had kind of done a bit of that initial stuff and I had some clients. So when I went full time, I kind of could get stuck in and just do the work. I was ready to go, basically. So yeah, but that first month was a bit like how do I do this I've never just worked from home like all week I've never worked on whatever I want to work on all the time so it was just a lot of figuring out what to do with myself and there's so many things you can do when you work for yourself there's always stuff to do so it was like how do I figure out what of these things to do what's important what's going to make the biggest difference and yeah figuring out how I work the best and all that stuff so yeah. yeah. Did your life coach help you through that kind of stuff or was she more other bigger things or Yeah, it was um I basically only talked to her that one time. Yeah. Um just cuz money. She's yeah. an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I was like I can't like pay to see you on an ongoing basis, but I'd love to just talk to you one yeah. time to talk through this big decision. Yeah. Um and so I yeah, didn't really have her to talk to while I was Mm-hmm. figuring it out but she was definitely the one who 
kicked me into doing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so smart for like, you know, a 22, 23 year old who's already in debt and you're like, this is such a big decision that it's so worth it, me putting this money in to like help figure out what I'm doing yeah. with the rest of my life. So I think that's super smart. Yeah, because I also like I talk to friends and family and stuff and their opinion is super valuable to me, but it's biased because mm. like they love me and they, you know, Either they're going to be like, yeah, go for your dreams. We support anything (laughs) you do. Or they're going to be really concerned. And so, like, I valued that heaps. But I wanted an external person who could be like, objectively, here's where you're at. Here's whether this is a good idea or not. Yeah. And thankfully, she said yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Do you also have other mentors now around you, supporting you? Um, Not in an official capacity. Yeah. Um, I do sort of surround myself with a lot of, Um, people that I look up to and I try and talk to them as much as I can Um, I recently just like a couple of days ago applied to a mentorship program because I think that's something I need and I think is really valuable so I'm yeah in the process of trying to find a mentor but I don't have any official ones at the moment I kind of just have been figuring it out like looking into people (laughs) online and seeing what they're doing and And how crucial do you think it is having a mentor like have you noticed when you don't have one that you're, like, less productive and when you do have one, like, big things happen or...? I think it would definitely be beneficial for me, like, one, in terms of accountability. I think when you're on your own all the time and there's so many things to do, like, I get so caught up in doing the client work, which is really important, mm-hmm. but I also need to be working on my business. Yeah. And it's quite hard to set aside the time to do that. So I think that having somebody to be accountable to will be really valuable and also like being by yourself again you have to be really proactive in like learning and in professional development and because you're not in a team environment where that's set up for you and so I think having people who are more experienced than you or have more knowledge or can push you further is yes going to be super valuable because otherwise I'm just me by myself at home (laughs) being like am I doing the right thing am I doing a good job I don't know yeah Yeah, so I think it'll be amazing have you kind of worked out that balance between like how much time you put on the clients versus how much time you put on yourself and your business um in a percentage kind of thing (laughs) yeah I I try to have Mondays as like admin day or like like my studio's day um it's easier said than done yeah. because clients are like <laughs> After it the just doesn't work out you yeah. know you're like I need this thing I need to do it today or I hadn't done it on Friday so I'm like okay I need to do it today but I try and have Mondays as like admin day and I have a weekly meeting with myself <laughs> um, and yeah do all that like planning and if I have I have like I guess like business goals for yeah. every quarter so I'm working on those things on Mondays and yeah so that kind of is the plan it's there and it's in the back of your mind so yeah yeah definitely because yeah. <laughs> I've recently gone solo on Fridays and I work from home and oh my gosh that's one day a week and I find it so hard <laughs> yeah. like I love it like it's my dream but just every week I get better or like find a different process yeah. so I can't imagine what a whole week's like but I think the freedom like you said, is the scariest part. Like, you mm. can do anything, and it's all up to you. So <laughs> I props off to you. <laughs> but um, do you have any, like, 
processes apart from you know you have your Mondays do you how long do you think it took for you to find that balance like was it a year in or do you think you're still finding that balance like I'm think I'm definitely still finding it um and still trying to figure out the balance between having structure because I think that's helpful but then also embracing the freedom that I do have and not feeling guilty for embracing that because there are some days where like I'll work till 10 p.m one night and then the next day I'll I'll, like sleep in and then you know balance the days but I feel bad because I slept in but then I worked till 10 p.m the night before so which is the perk of freelancing is that you can do that so yeah it's trying to figure out the balance of embracing that and like making the most of it but also having the structure so I'm still getting work done and being productive and not just sleeping all day or (laughs) you know which is can be easy to do if you're like I just want to it's so hard to shake that nine to five mindset like that's literally we get brought up to think you know you have to work nine to five Monday to Friday so yeah it can be tricky do you find like, do you ever think that you're missing out on anything, like not being in industry, or after freelancing, you'll just never go back? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I don't think I will go back. Yeah. Um, I think I just love it way too much, but I do think that the team aspect I miss quite a bit, which is funny because, like I said, I'm super introverted and I work really well by myself, but I think it's more like the social aspect and being around other creative people Mm -hmm. so I work a lot with other freelancers like I'll go to co-working spaces or cafes or whatever and work with them because otherwise I'll go crazy by myself (laughs) (laughs) um and also like you like Friday drinks or like Christmas parties and that sort of stuff is such a normal thing that you don't think about but then, like, the first Christmas after I went freelance, I was so sad. Because I was like, everyone's going to have, like, these cool parties and hanging out. And not that I, like, need a massive party, yeah. but it Party was just, for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, just that atmosphere of everybody having a good time together and celebrating the year that they'd done together and all that stuff. So I've had a couple of, like, yeah, freelance Friday drinks That's or so cool. um, that sort of thing. Because it can be quite isolating when you're by yourself all the time (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's probably that like the social having people around you who are creative that's Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing to me is like yeah other creative people I can be nerdy with and bounce ideas off with and you know because our brains just work at a whole nother level (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah totally but yeah going back to that celebrating your wins is so important and Mm. something they could easily like let slide because you're like oh just working like got to work on the next thing but I read your blog post (laughs) which was like talking about your whole year and I thought that was so amazing because you're able to like look back on each month and be like wow I achieved that you had a little party which is amazing yeah Yeah. and that was like so intentional because I am not that person I'm not a celebrate what happened now person I like one of my I don't know if you've ever done strength finders but it tells no. you like your strength is super nerdy cool. if you're into personality tests and all that stuff. <laughs> but one of my strengths is that I'm a futurist and so I'm always looking at like what's coming next how can I be better what's going to happen in the future but the downside of that is that I never like take stock and be yeah. grateful and appreciate what's happening now and what I've achieved so having that one year party yeah. and like taking note of all the cool stuff was really intentional for me to like force myself to be like I've made it to a year full time on my own that's kind of a big deal I should be happy yeah. about it <laughs> um and I try and do 
like every week I try and do like wins and work on. So I'm cool. trying to like acknowledge what did I, what was a win this week? What did I do that was awesome? Or what happened that was really cool? And what can I work on for next week? So yeah. that I am trying to be more in the moment and appreciating those things because otherwise you'll just go the whole time. <laughs> yeah. like, am I doing anything good? Who knows? You're this just like, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's so important to have those like, what were my wins? What, what do I need to work on? Because when I was working for myself, I was like, oh my God, I've done nothing today. Like I've done absolutely nothing. And then I was telling someone what I did and they were like, oh my God, it sounds like you did so much, but it's because I didn't like look back and be like, okay, I achieved this, this and this. Yeah. So I think that's good. Going back to uni, Mm -hmm. did you ever think that you were just going to freelance like the rest of your life or, you know, like, did you have any other plans leaving uni? I think when I left because I had already worked in design, I did think that I probably would freelance um, and because I'd already done some freelancing and loved it. But I think in second year and stuff, I kind of had this expectation that I would go and work in a team Mm -hmm. and I did. But then, yeah, I think by the time I left, I was working at a startup, but that kind of felt a little bit temporary to me anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I just always had known that freelance was going to be the jam or some sort of self started thing I don't know I was yeah gonna make something and do on my own and that be the jam so cool yeah Yeah, something new and fresh yeah do you feel like uni set you up for freelancing or it was just like as soon as you left you just had to kind of like learn yourself I think in terms of like the design side of things I felt really prepared I felt like confident that I could like take a brief work on it on my own and implement something really cool um but in terms of like the more business side of freelancing and like actually working with real clients and invoicing and accounting and like scheduling and all that stuff project management I had no idea so that's the stuff that I've had to learn on my own or um research and do courses on and that sort of stuff Talk us through that, because yeah. that's, 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 that's the complete different side, isn't it? From you yeah. know what you get taught here to like expand your mind and come up with that creativeness, but like the business aspect and the soft skills that go with it, and the timesheeting and yeah. how you actually get clients and all that kind of stuff is like just big, big stuff that no one yeah. actually even knows, and <laughs> you have talks to talks about it. Yeah, you have to kind of go and self learn it. So yeah, yeah. What was that journey like? Um, a lot of it was just like doing and realizing where the gaps were. So I think, yeah, because I had freelance for a while, I had I had a bit of experience in like how to send an invoice and what should be on the invoice and that sort of stuff, which I think I just found from Googling, like yeah. what should be on an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> but throughout time, like, yeah, I've realized where the gaps are, where things could be improved or where I'm missing something. So like even though I knew how to do an invoice, it's changed how I do that over time. And I part of like my Monday working on the business mm-hmm. is that I try and do like Skillshare classes to learn something new cool. um, or learn something that I feel like I'm not as good at. Um, and I read a lot of like business books, which is not the most fun thing sometimes, <laughs> but um gotta be done yeah yeah and I'm that like nerdy person anyway who like I just love to learn I would stay at uni for my whole life if I could so I love like learning all this stuff anyway 
Um, so I've just been quite intentional again in like reading, researching, watching like YouTube channels that have a lot of valuable information and just yeah improving as much as I can as I go and yeah identifying where I'm missing stuff and then filling in that gap hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know if that really answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how much like personal development comes into starting up your own business. Like I don't yeah. think a lot of people realize that you're not just working on the business, like you're working on yourself. Like yeah. you're learning, you're growing, like you're failing. What's that like? Like do you feel like you're a different Holly since starting the business? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And actually someone I did a um recent interview about freelancing and someone asked me about like number one piece of advice or whatever and I think I kind of shocked them because no one had said this before, but I said, like, you just said it's so important when you're freelancing to spend time on yourself and figuring out how you work best and, like, how you feel about certain things and what your values are, and especially because when you're a freelancer, your business values are your values because it's just you. Mm. So <laughs> I've spent a lot of time thinking about what's important to me and the type of clients I want to work with and the projects I want to work on and how I want to do that and what I want my brand to sort of be. And so it's a lot of, yeah, like introspection and working on yourself and spending a lot of time with yourself because yeah. <laughs> you are your biggest company. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I'm a bit nerdy in terms of, like, personality type, so I already get into that stuff like Myers-Briggs and Enneagrams yeah. and all that stuff. So I know a lot about how I work and am still figuring out why I react to certain things certain ways or why I work best in certain situations or not. So, yeah, it's definitely very... Uh, Confronting. Yeah, and <laughs> when you are, like, with yourself all the time, you have to be your own, like, best company, so you yeah. have to, like, love yourself and, um, like, love what you're doing. So, yeah. Do you reckon deep diving inside yourself kind of thing? I don't know. Does, does that sound gross? No, it doesn't. I don't know. Okay, deep diving in, in, into your so, personality and, and all that. Do you reckon that's enabled the universe to deliver perfect clients to you? I think it definitely, I believe sort of that what you put out there is what will come back to you. And so the way that I work and the way that I talk about my work and the way that I share my work, I think hopefully will bring, yeah, the type of clients that I want to work with. And, like, I probably need to word it, like, be more explicit on my website and stuff about who I want to work with, but I think it's pretty clear to most people on my website or through talking to me, like, that I want to work with people who are, like, my ideal client basically is people who are, starting or working on something that they're super passionate about and that is like socially beneficial like I don't want to work with anything that's like detrimental to mm -hmm. anybody or anything or that is I'm not really pumped on working on projects that are solely to like make money mm -hmm. yeah. I'd way rather work on something that is like somebody's passion project or is to help the environment or other people or you know um, and that's the benefit of freelancing is that yeah. I can choose to do that. Um, so yeah, I think I sort of hopefully put that out there pretty yeah. well into yeah. the universe yeah. and then it comes back and the, like putting the work that I have loved and is the type of work I want to do in my portfolio then attracts people who want similar things yeah. or are working on similar things. So yeah. Yeah. And your social media game's on point, so, <laughs> like, you're all over it. <laughs> I'm bad at 
seems that way because social media stresses me. So <laughs> I think it stresses much. everybody out. Yeah, I'm like, I like social media is some people's full time job, and I'm mm. trying to do that and be an accountant and a business owner and a designer and a project manager and everything. So yeah. I don't know how people do social media on top of everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's so much. And because you also, like, do vlogs and you used to teach and you, like, tell us a bit more about, like, what you do outside of the studio. Yeah, so, um, like you just said, I vlog my weeks. So that's something I've done for a long time. I did it at uni um, and it's kind of... One, so that I can, like, look back and be, like I said, more appreciative of what I've done and achieved and look back and be pretty stoked on where I'm at. But also for other people, like, I am super passionate about, like, if other people want to freelance, I want to be able to help them do that and share my experience and what I've learned and maybe the mistakes I've made um, so that they don't have to do that or so that they can learn and do it better. So I am... Yeah, weekly vlogging my life um, <laughs> as a studio owner or designer so that, yeah, they can see what it's like. And I've always also written a lot, so I write blogs both for Black and White Studios and for, like, Hollyanic Design. So Hollyanic Design is more aimed at those people who want to freelance or want to get into the design industry, so sharing my experiences and stuff. And then... Black and White Studios is more to attract clients, so it's writing stuff about branding or design that will help them and then hopefully get them to talk to me about helping them with that. And, yeah, tutoring, I just, when I left uni, I said to my tutor, because we had had, like, graduate tutors, I was like, if you ever need one of those, please ask me. (laughs) Because if I hadn't have done design, I would have loved to be a teacher. I've always loved teaching. And... So then when, yeah, Faye asked me to help her teach type, I was like, heck yes, because I'm like a massive type nerd as well. So yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm so in. Um, and that was super fun. I did that for a couple of years. But now I'm too busy. I had to say no this year, which yeah. is a good problem to have. It is indeed. <laughs> um, but I was like super sad to not be able to do it. But that's yeah. right. That's, that's super fun. Yeah, it's it? so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And like just seeing when they start the semester and have no idea about type. Yeah. And then at the end of the semester, they're like, I love type. Or, you know, <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah you turn so them good. into like little nerds. Yeah, yeah, mini me's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, like I said earlier, like I've always just been super busy and I don't know what to do with spare time. So <laughs> I just fill it with stuff. So um, yeah, I like writing the content or doing the vlogs and teaching and I do design assembly as well run design assembly so that's like events for designers so that's another thing (laughs) um maybe maybe talk about your network aspect of things and how you've dabbled in a whole lot of things to create a a little persona for yourself (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so like design assembly is a massive part of that so I like plan host and run the events and sometimes at the last one I was on the panel as well so that was pretty cool and that's awesome because I get to like give back to the design community see like students and other people learning about design which is awesome and also I get to meet a whole bunch of cool people um, especially like the speakers that's so fun like meeting these people who are so smart at what they do I just am like how am I hanging out with you right now this is amazing 
and like meeting the attendees and being able to talk to them or learn from them or they learn from me is really cool and so I've always loved even though I I keep saying even though I'm introverted (laughs) um, (laughs) I have learned to love going to design events they used to stress me out so much Mm because I felt like it was something I had to do Um, especially when I first started it was like because most design work comes through networking people Mm -hmm. that I know word of mouth I felt like I had to go to these events or go and like schmooze some people but yeah over time I've been to more and more I've started hosting these design assembly ones and now I just I love going and it's really helped business as well I think because people know that I'm part of the community and they know who I am because I'm there all the time Mm. Um, and they know what I do and so yeah it's I've met quite a few clients or people who will then refer me to a client um so that's yeah super beneficial (laughs) definitely something I recommend is going along to things like that because otherwise people might not know who you are yeah and meeting them is the first step so yeah I feel the exact same like (laughs) those events are so beneficial and each time I've gone I've learned so much or met like someone really amazing but I always get super nervous like I don't know what it is (laughs) just like putting yourself out there but I think the key is yeah getting out of your comfort zone yeah and just doing it because it'll always pay off but it's just like that scary moment (laughs) and and me and Michael always like have events or something and we (laughs) We tend to like stick with each other and then not go and talk to people. And we're like, okay, we have to go talk to people. (laughs) Split up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like we can do it. Yeah, I think that's what's good about like doing design assembly has kind of forced me to do that. I don't have a choice. People come and talk to me because I'm hosting it, and so it's kind of thrown me in the deep end and made me be like, okay, I need to figure out how to like hold a really good conversation with these people and see what they're interested in how like maybe I can help or even not like just have a conversation that has no purpose or like outcome doesn't have to you don't have to go into it being like what can I get from this conversation yeah or what can they get from (laughs) what are they going to want from me yeah it's just yeah I've been forced to figure that out and it's definitely made a difference from like really shy introverted socially awkward like (laughs) Yeah, younger Holly. Holly. <laughs> I love it. Uni Holly would have been that. Like, oh. <laughs> and that's honestly like such a skill because design and like owning your own business is all about people. Like at the yeah. end of the day, we're designing for people. And yeah, so like you said, not having an outcome because I think so many people get attached to like, yeah, what are they going to want from me? What am I going to ask them? But at the end of the day, we're all humans and like yeah. we can talk about the weather because it's Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, at uni, there are so many events that you can go to. Like, at Massey, you've got Badges and Brews, you've got Creative Mornings, you can go to Design Assembly. Like, I highly recommend going to those events and just chatting. Just, like, getting back to basics, I reckon. Yeah, and a lot of them are free as well. So Mm. it's, like, yeah, it's not like you're financially invested in it and so you feel like you have to make the most of it or get your money's worth or whatever. You can just go and have a good time. And most of them have free food. Oh, yeah, coffee, also, you know? yeah, such a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's straight so to my heart, that is. Yeah. Donuts, you know. Oh, yeah. God. You name it. So here for that. It's quite funny because I feel like I've got that whole introvertedness as well with mm, my personality. Yeah. And, like, but somehow I think we also thrive on putting ourselves out there in those awkward situations <laughs> like it's so weird it's like this yin and yang thing going on that yeah. you love it but you hate it but you gotta do it because you just yeah. 
fight and I one think that's why well. it pays off so much because I, I feel the exact same like I could be so introverted and then just like completely put myself out there and like record a live or something and then afterwards you just get that like absolute like buzz and you're like holy yeah. shit did I just do that yeah. I think because it's more of a che- more of an achievement yeah us, right it's like extroverted people it seems so easy for them to just talk and whatever but for us it's so difficult so when you do it you're like oh my gosh I overcame yeah. this. <laughs> I overcame this and I, I did a great job <laughs> yeah I think also like have you guys done Myers Briggs um, I've done I've done many of them maybe back I in the day I can't remember which ones does that one go I'm gonna do is it right after this one? that's the one where you get four letters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm INFJ oh which my gosh is yes the advocate and so that's like a people person yeah like even though, like, I recharge by myself, I, like, I'm all about people and relationships and, like, making sure people are treated fairly and, like, advocating yeah, yeah, for yeah. people. And so, yeah, it's kind of that weird mix of, like, I want to be by myself, but I also love people, but I'm not, like, extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember because I was, like, and, like, I keep questioning. I was, like, am I an introvert or am I an extrovert? And someone was, like, you can be both. And mm. then I did that, and I was, like, legit smack like, bang in the middle. middle. And I was just, like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely recharge, yeah, alone. And then I need people. Yeah. That's why those things are so good, though, because you're, like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> or, like, there was one time where I was reading, there's like, an introvert blog and they had stuff about infjs and i cried oh my goodness because i was like i thought Amazing. i was like so weird and these yeah. things and i thought i was like the only person who was feeling like this and then i read these things and other people were exactly the same and i was like Oh, that's my so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> my people. I was like, I'm not this weird person. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh my gosh, am I crying at this? So <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Big question. Looking back on this whole journey of yours, what would you say has been your biggest lesson? My biggest lesson? Well, that is a big question. <laughs> I think, like, personally, my biggest lesson is that I can do this. I think, um, like, I'm just a natural stressor and worrier and, like, I sort of not doubt that I can do it, but I don't necessarily always feel super confident. And, like, I look at all these other people on social media, which I shouldn't do, but I do, <laughs> um, and see them doing these amazing things, and I'm like, I can never do that. But looking back, and what, this is why it's so important for me to do those, like, celebrations and take note of these things is that I have done it. Like, (laughs) I have achieved this and I have done this and I can do whatever I put my mind to. And I think some people, if you told them that a 22-year-old was going to freelance full-time and she had no money saved up and had only ever part-time freelance, people would probably be like, she's crazy. What is she doing? (laughs) This is not going to work. And I think maybe, like, some people probably did think that when I told them, but it's, you know proven that I can do it and I think that's the biggest lesson is that there are moments still where I'm like why am I doing this you know that person shouldn't have paid me (laughs) like this is crazy I'm like I'm never gonna be able to pull this off but then I should just be confident and know that I can and I have before so I should yeah Yeah. I don't know (laughs) they just gave me goosebumps like (laughs) I just love it but testament to you because like you said when I was looking at your blog and, like, your Instagram, you were that person. I was like, oh, my gosh, how are they doing that? Like, I need to be doing that. You vlog every week. You, like, run a studio. You And, like, on top of that, 
her design is amazing. Like, <laughs> you create beautiful, holistic projects for people. So I think you should be super proud. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's part of the lesson is that, like, people see that in me, but I don't always see that in myself. Like, I just am working all the time and always being like, I can do better or this isn't enough, whatever. But then other people like you are like, oh, my gosh, like, I read your blog every week. It's so good. Or, like, I love your work and clients come to me and I'm like oh okay (laughs) maybe I am doing a good job but when you're just in the moment and like working all the time and hustling I kind of hate that word but hustling um it's yeah it's hard to recognize that you are doing a good job and you know you can do these things definitely and because you said you're a futurist so you're always planning like the next big thing or like what you're going to do better next time um, do you have any plans for Future Holly or Black and White Studios? Um, yeah, I am still trying to figure out like where Black and White Studios is going to go. I think people have asked me a lot if I'm going to like turn it into an agency and like hire other designers and all that stuff. And I think that would be cool, but I'm not sure if that's where I'm going to go. I think I'd more like to collaborate with other creatives who do different things to me. So... Um, like because my focus is branding maybe I can work with animators who can like animate logos or I can work with videographers and photographers who can create content for the brands that I work on or whatever um but I'm currently starting to work on more content so I'm hopefully going to be doing a course on like brand strategy so that I can have some semi-passive income but not really um but more yeah getting more content out to help people with branding and design and yeah it's kind of where I'm at now just exciting keep going keep paying my bills that's the that's (laughs) that's the key key. (laughs) yeah that's the goal if you could give one piece of advice to like Holly at uni like leaving uni and like maybe when you're going through the struggles of finding a job and all that stuff major project what would your piece of advice be? Um, I think my advice would be to just be open to opportunities and take them and not be scared of where it will lead to. Yeah, futurist Holly is like, what is this going to mean? <laughs> but I think there are so many opportunities out there just waiting for you. So just take them and see what happens and don't be scared and just take the leap hopefully it will work out (laughs) beautiful well thank you so much for coming on today we really appreciate it and i feel like i've learned so much what about you michael (laughs) oh totally (laughs) now i've always loved holly in the background just seeing her (laughs) flourish and grow and it's really cool to hear your journey so yeah thank you for coming along thank you thanks for tuning in and if you want to see any more from us you can head over to our instagram which is openlabnz or head to our website and all the details are in the show notes can't wait to talk to you soon Bye. Kakite. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. 
That's managementconcepts.com.